Hello, my terminally pretty and or brutally handsome friend. I hope you are having a lovely day. I am just sitting here talking to you and getting ready to hook you up with a funny-ass friend of mine. What is it to know Tony Jovi? Well, to know him is to love him. The thought of him brings an instant smile to my face, and it makes my heart warm. He has this huge personality that draws everyone he meets in. He's sunshine and belly laughs. What is there not to love? I've always been into showing him off, so I'm excited for you to get to know him. This is a remote recording. Tony lives in Gatlinburg, so I went up there for the afternoon. It is an uncontrolled room, so please forgive any wonkiness with the audio. But I think it turned out pretty good. Quality and content over quality and audio every time, right? Or the Robert Johnson recordings wouldn't be as popular as they are. Okay, well, let's get to it. Tony Jovi. Hello. How long have we known each other? Oh, Lord, since you were a pool rat at Springbrook Pool. 1986. No. Five? No. Four. Yeah. <laughs> Around that, right? Because yeah. I was a lifeguard junior year. I didn't graduate till 85. You and Dario. That was fun. So that's how I, I met you. And then then you moved away uh, after high school. We went to different high schools. You moved away. I didn't lifeguard the following summer. Right. I wasn't there. We didn't see each other much in the wintertime no. anyway. No, <laughs> which is great. We had great tans every time we saw each other. Right, right. And we got to have a whole winter off to build up things to talk about the following summer. <laughs> so I guess it would be, yeah, maybe junior year. And just, then, that, just that whole summer, becoming friends. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you graduated and you moved to St. Pete. I uh, went Not long after. to college at Roan State. For a semester or two first, mm-hmm. and Dario went to UT, and he played that Sugar Bowl. That we the beat, what? Sugar Bowl that we beat Miami. Oh, yeah. Oh, because he, he was in the band. Right. Oh, uh, right. yeah. Okay, so Dario is your best friend. How long have you One met? of my best friends. I've got, when did you meet Dario? Just in school? In high school. In, oh. uh, actually, Dave Coleman was first. He was in Miss Tullock's chemistry class. Yeah. Then Dario was somewhere. Dave King was homeroom. So I don't know if Dario, I mean, Dario was later on in the thing. Dave Coleman, Dave King, mm-hmm. Shorty Carver. Shorty Carver. And then, uh, Gosh, I haven't heard that name forever. And, of course, I was doing building trades, and they were doing band. Right. And then we became friends. We met on the swim team. Oh, yeah. Uh, swim team together, and they asked me to get in the band, and I got in the band. And then we became just just all best friends from there. And, all that. and then now we're all still pretty good friends. You know, I got, I'm I like know. I said, I'm fortunate. I've got... A handful of people are I still friends. I know you do. I love how you kept all your... You have really... The world population today is, is that your Alexa? Alexa, stop. Oh, that's hilarious. Jumping in on these stuff. <laughs> what did we say to set her off? I don't, you never know with her. If you start <laughs> rambling too much, she just starts interjecting stuff. So we're sitting here in Tony's bedroom. We've got Alexa, and then we have Fern and Caesar sitting on the bed. Fern wagging her tail. So if you hear dog collars and <laughs> such, that's Fern. And Caesar. And Caesar. So you can't say her name. Caesar can't, can't say that. her name. She comes over. Hey, cutie. Oh. Okay, so uh, he played the Sugar Bowl. 
Right, and then right. So we spent some time in college, and then he uh, we went and saw his grandparents in St. Pete, and my father lives in Tampa. Then we decided we're moving to St. Pete, Tampa, and then we went there as one vehicle roommates, literally bedroom roommates. Yeah, um, tried our hand at selling encyclopedias door to door. What made you get that job? We were just trying to find a job, you know, and it said big money. We had our supervisor took us and they had big encyclopedia sales meetings and then they would drop us off in neighborhoods and we're going door to door. Wow. It was miserable. But miserable. <laughs> Probably not for the people opening the door. You all are quite the personality. No, you're not cuz you're But not when you're selling Right. Well, you're trying to get inside their house and sell them a only book or so something. Much you right. Can all say that kind of stuff. To make selling inter- encyclopedias. So we, it was a two-week road trip. They gave us an allowance. I think we both sold maybe one or two sets. They got a little bit of money. It was horrible. I did not like the lifestyle. Um, and they were having morning meetings. The boss would be counting hundreds, go, whoever sells this. Yeah, and it's that's all. not you. Right. It wasn't us at all. Your personalities were being wasted, actually. Right. I mean. So, so but, service but industry. I, right, service industry. Here it comes. <laughs> we both, we actually, in high school, from lifeguards together, we were Burger King together. <laughs> and worked Burger King together for a stretch until yeah. we graduated. Did all that in Tampa. And then we jumped into, I think our next food service industry was back at house. We were cooks for a knockoff of Hooters called Melons. It oh, was a, my goodness. It was a wing place called Melons. And we both cooked there. But th- was that before Hooters? No, it was Hooters has, was up and blowing up. Oh, okay. So, you know, our, all these knockoffs were happening. Okay. And the one we got into okay. was called Melons. It was a little single and place. And isn't there one like... Uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, I was going to say Tetons. Something, right? They're still, that's still out there, I I believe. I've never been. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we cooked there for a stretch. And again, we felt like we were meant to be more out front. Right. Just, we just liked interacting with people. We would actually come up as cooks and start talking to people. Mm -hmm. And waitresses would have us come out and talk to their tables for fun stuff about topics, whatever. Let's bring out Tony and Dario. Not not always Tony and Dario. I guess those first (laughs) years it was Tony and Dario everywhere. It was. Right. Okay, so uh, then you... Melons kind of ran its course, mm-hmm. and we both got... he. I think he was first. We took up jobs at Bennigan's and Tyrone Square. Bennigan's. Now, I remember back in the day that Bennigan's was like... Some people don't, don't even know what the hell Bennigan's is, but back in the day, it was like the standard of the it, like... Wasn't it the origin Service... Of- it was the origin of the Fern restaurant, right? Bennigan started it? I think so. I mean, I'm sure Ruby's would argue Fridays. Yeah. Would, they'd all but argue. I think it was Bennigan's, and they all did the Bennigan's model, in my opinion. But the thing was, that if you served at Bennigan's, you could serve anywhere. Like, well, right. You Back could then, put right. it on your application, and you're just like an instant Right. Well, it, well, if you're going as a server. Now, this you, was the late 80s, early 90s, right? Right. Yeah. Late 80s, at least. Because we graduated eighty five, so that's yeah, it's late eighties. Mm-hmm. Late eighties. Um, and we got in there, and of course, then from there, uh, Dave King came down. Oh, am I allowed to say people' last names? Sure. <laughs> Dave <laughs> came down. Uh, I think he was down before, uh, or he might have got. I don't remember who was first when it got the job at Bennigan's. They started, and then I followed suit. And the the three of us were. They serving. didn't know what they were. Right. getting into when they hired him they're like oh my friends you get my friends too right you get all this and we and then we met people in there right and it just and then the the clan from the bennigan's front house became really tight-knit 
Mm-hmm. We did things together all the time. Bill Fant, they, all the people, as you know, were big into music and stuff, and Bill Fant was big into it. And Bennigan's used to have a, I think they still have a nightclub in the back. The and whole I, restaurant was still a restaurant, but you went uh, through a door to an actual nightclub. So bartenders would come, night, a DJ, the whole shebang. Uh, and, and it was packed. It had a dance floor, and it was packed in the weekends. But Bill talked to the GM, Tony Grappo at the time, I believe, and said, uh, there's nothing going on Wednesdays. How would you feel about I come in DJ for free? You put together some kind of happy hour. My friends would come and drink and dance. Nothing's happening. It was like nothing. Yeah. And they gave him the window. So he uh, he uh, started DJing. He started service industry now. <laughs> right. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what he did. Whatever he did, it was all about <laughs> us. And it was like 20 of us, you know, our friends and our friends. Right. And it was during the alternative music days. Uh, mm-hmm. Bauhaus, uh, Smiths comes, you know, all that ministry stuff with, you know, the, the mosh pit. Yeah. The whole shebang was just starting. <laughs> and uh, the happy hour was uh, 25 cent cocktails the first 15 minutes, 50 cent cocktails the second 15 minutes, 75 and the dollar. And then the bar would just open up. What? Right, but like well drinks and stuff. Yeah, but still. Right. So, right. So that's what we'd, we'd all get there and sit at the bar. And we'd, 25 cents. We would hammer drinks for the first hour and then we'd drink water the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Your meal's a dollar fifty. <laughs> Had a good buzz and then dance for the next three hours, right? That's we did that a couple happy hours that we'd go. There's no had a quarter night beers from the first hour or two hours, yeah. And we'd go down, we'd go up and down and get four beers and bring up. We had our old table stacked with beers, and then a happy hour would end and we'd hammer down all our beers. Then we'd not drink it for the rest of the night and just dance for the next three hours, just buzzed out of you know, buzz feeling good, yeah, yeah. We were pretty savvy about that kind of stuff. (laughs) We had we had a roommate, we lived in a five bedroom house. With uh, two people per bedroom, mm-hmm. Dave Dixon, Rob, Dave, Dixon. Dave King, Dave, uh, not Dave Coleman, Dario, a couple people in there, uh, Charlie and Tina, Andy and Renee. So we're all of us paying minimal amount of rent. Dario used to come with a note and tape it, our total bills. And my total bill, rent, all my bills, I mean, I'd, I'd hand them a 20 and say, keep keep oh, the $2. Keep the change. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. I mean, right. So the rest of the money, all your cash is going, like I said, going out to drink, yeah. eat, eat out 24-7. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and then just put, go and, and live on tables. the beach all day. Uh, we just, we were, we worked a lot of lunch shifts and then we did, we went to Sunset Beach was our beach. Some of the yeah. volleyball beaches out there were pretty busy. We had our own beach because mm-hmm. you could drink on the beach and hardly nobody was there and they had a volleyball net and the bar on the edge of the beach loaned us their volleyball. So we just hung out there all the time. <laughs> oh. And we called ourselves the Knights of Sunset. The like, Knights of Sunset. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So that's where our gang used to go hang out. Anyway, so me and Dario and David, and then we had our clan of friends front house serving. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Uh, so the nightclub thing. So it's just our friends. Well, week three, week four starts that people start, you know, Bill's really playing some great music, new, new oh, cutting edge alternative stuff. Spreading. Every night ending with a good little mosh, without just bumping mosh pit. Right. You know, nowadays that, mosh pits throwing elbow yeah. like crazy. It was nothing like just bumping and, yeah. gr- and bumping and laughing and loving, you know. Right. Um, yeah. So it just, it was lying out the door on Wednesdays and Bill's still playing music for free. Oh no! Oh yeah! He needs to renegotiate his contract. Right, so he's telling Tony. You know, Tony's all, "Hey, look at what's going on here. Can I get a cut from the Right, and I don't don't know what the negotiations had. All all I know is that it was. It got like I guess probably second, third, second month, or it was. We just quit going. It was. We had loved. It It was our own bar, our own little thing. You know, we spent. It's like Kramer when he started swimming in the Hudson River. Right, everybody started. And then everybody started (laughs) elbows flying everywhere. (laughs) Right, so we. It was a great event. It blew up, and so. uh, I don't know if Bill started getting paid as a DJ or not. Of course, Bill had other stuff going on in life and school. Like most everybody had school going on. 
like most servers, right? I mean, it's right, 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 right. The service is a, yeah, is a stepping uh, stone to what mm-hmm. our real life eventually should turn into, as opposed to some of us who end up in the food service the rest of the our lives. The rest of our lives. Right? Oh, well. No Fist regrets. No regrets, from right? across the room. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> so then, you know, but then the biggest thing was, as I said, as a tight knit group serving, we were good. We were good at it. Mm-hmm. Like you were like choreographed almost. Correct. Probably. Right. There like was no there, there was no questions about who's running whose food, whose table's getting. Every everybody stocked. Everybody kept things. So our we would always want like me, Eric, it's the dream. Me, Eric, David, and Dario. We'd always want our stations with the same because we knew that we were our whatever the workstation that we were in together was stocked and flowing the whole way. There was mm-hmm. never a moment of things falling off. Yeah, and it and it made us so I don't know You're if you efficient. remember. Right. Yeah. The money just came because we were all about each other. Mm-hmm. The tips got good. Not we didn't pull our tips, but my tables were going to be taken care of. I knew if I didn't get to it, somebody else would stop by and gonna, take the plate off. They're going to leave happy no matter. Yeah. Right. Right. And back then, also, Bennigan's had the uh, thirty-minute lunch. Oh. Do you remember that whole thing at all? Yeah. So and and business people tip good when it's like that. It was so you walk out. We had we actually had stopwatches in our aprons. <laughs> you come out as soon as they put the order in. We put stopwatch, hit it, put it on the table, Whoa. and off we'd go. And so that was also a part of it. The fact that we all knew because we're all running yeah, that we were blown out that and our food just flew and it was awesome. So we were making kick money. And uh, my, my routine also, and even through my years as service, I always got a job as a day shift server. Yeah. You know, everybody likes the night shift for the bigger money. I like day shift. I like day shift because you if I don't regular. make money, if I stand at the door, somebody wants to go home. Right. Oh, you were always so good at that. I just stand you there. were right. like you would just stay and work everybody's shit. Right, I, and you know I pick up you know, and I just blow it out. You yeah, know, I was good at that. Was good at having fun when I was off the clock, whether it was twenty four hours off the clock or eight hours off the clock. I was having fun. I wasn't worried about. Yeah, it. but if I didn't make money at lunch, and a bed against the lunch was making killer money, mm-hmm. I would just oh I need to make this for my twenty dollar house bill. I need to. Yeah, stay. Or, I love or, it. You go in, you're like, okay, I got to make the light bill today. Right, and, and then everything after that is for drinking. Right, exactly. Not that I was any kind of alcoholic, but of course not. Down around the corner, Chili's had the two for ones every day. So what are you going <laughs> to, right? What are you going to do? <laughs> That's what you do between the twenty five cent shots. Oh, jeez, it's horrible. It was two for ones was just a, just a kiss of death. It was all your lunch money. Like, oh well, I guess I got to do have to pick up tomorrow's shift. Never bartending. I bartended, filled in, and helped out, but I've never been a bartender. I've always been the table person. Bartending is too high paced for me. <laughs> bartending's a. You're so cute. I love your face. Thanks. Uh, bartending's <laughs> a little too high paced. I tried it a couple of times. It's well, yeah. It, well, it depends on where you are, yeah, and it can get pretty. Did you bar shift? I did. I have. Um, I used to bartend at a a club under the interstate. My mom was so proud. <laughs> uh, the electric ballroom. That was uh, big money, though, right? It was good money, and they had uh, they had this thing called Temple that we still have in Knoxville. It's once a month. It's all the the freaks come out at night. Oh, it's a freak night. Yeah, really it's so good when all the interesting people in Knoxville come out. It's a fetish thing yeah. to goth, all that kind of stuff, kind of under that umbrella. It's all um, of what, temple. whatever your choice of it, right? Cosplay, yeah. cosplay, say. totally. You know, I saw some people led around with leashes, that kind <sighs> of stuff. So I bartended. Is that still going on? Those, yeah, they still do temple. Yeah, I don't know. Do, I get, do you well, mean I, is BDM still going on? I don't know. Yeah, Tony, BDM still goes on. 
<laughs> I just don't. I don't get out. Yeah, I don't get it's out. Probably anymore. more advanced than you right. ever thought it could right. be. I, right, right, because <laughs> the ideas and the, and the influences of the internet definitely give you right. way more broader. Yeah, you get more people in your club. How can? Well, what yeah. else? What's the next thing I can yeah. do? Right. So, um, Bennigan's, and then how long were you in St. Pete? Golly, ah, for a stretch. I mean, I didn't end at Bennigan's, but people started going on. School started happening. Lives changed a little bit. I went to. Uh, See, I'm not. There's a blank spot there from Bennigan's, but I did wait tables. It's probably all the twenty-five shots and two for one. All the happy hours I was good at. Uh, <laughs> I did wait tables also at Leslie's Cafe at the Pier. I worked on the Pier in St. Pete. Oh, nice. And again, lunches. Lunches. Yeah, and uh, I worked that for a stretch, and I think that was towards the end of my my days in the St. Pete world. Where did you work when you came back to Knoxville? Uh, my grandfather came and scooped me up out of St. Petersburg. I was just running the same circles just not feeling it and uh, came and grabbed me my dog and my motorcycle and brought me up i laid on his couch for about two weeks yeah and then he kicked me and said all right now we're moving you somewhere and I, right so he took time me, to get busy right he brought me up to Sevier county he put a, an airstream trailer and my dog and my motorcycle at a campground he paid the first three months rent mm-hmm. then he drove me up to gatlinburg set me out on the road and said go find a job and he drove to the other end of town and, and waited for me there <laughs> Granddad, oh my gosh, what a character! And uh, so I, I got, I, I think maybe the first one I walked into in a new restaurant had just begun called Lineburger Seafood. Lineburgers, and that's where I ended up. I walked in there. Wes Lineburger came up. He, uh, his family originated Lineburger Seafood in Gastonia, North Carolina. Right. There's all history to it. It had a great history about it. There I was, long-haired, sun-bleached, tan Florida kid, which. Excuse me, but Wes totally right, right, like, blonde headed, right? He was all he connected. You all right? Connected. He saw me. We became friends immediately. Yeah. He gave me the position. I ended up starting. So now I'm serving tables at Lineburger Seafood in the city of Gatlinburg. Yes, tourist haven of East Tennessee, and that's where actually I'm still there in Gatlinburg. And so hundred years ago, how long did you work at Lineburgers before you told me that I could get a job at Lineburgers? How did that happen? How did you get drawn into that? I I had just moved out like of the house for the first time. I think I was 21. So I had moved to kind of a town in between Maryville and Gatlinburg and I was just commuting. You had just offered me a job at Right. So I served tables for a stretch Lineburgers. and I got yeah, moved Yeah, and you were like you can come up and so did you host the whole time? No, I was served. I never served? hosted. I thought you hosted helped. No. no, but remind me, I've got a hosting story that I've got to see if you remember. But yeah, you were just like, hey, yeah, you can come work up here. And I did, but I think that I'm pretty sure you were managing by then. Right. Yeah. And George was working in the kitchen. George, and he was kitchen manager. He was kitchen manager. And yeah, that's why you were like, come on, I'll hire you. Right. You got the job. Yeah. If you want it. Yeah. And then I moved to Pigeon Forge and got a little closer than the commute. And you started, your brain started working on ideas for Gatlinburg, right? You thought about a haunted house before the Ripley's Haunted Adventure got there? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I remember when I used to talk about my plans for a haunted house. Oh, it would have been the best haunted house. Your brain still working. I know. Now I'm just, (laughs) yeah, I, I have like put that. Right. Like so, you, yeah, so you were serving there. I was managing, managing, serving. I always still picked. You up still stuff. picked up tables because you made. He, so, you were so good at it. You loved it, and you made money. Right, and Andy didn't money. pay. Or I didn't get paid very well as manager. I remember you busting through those double doors. 
Like, remember the double doors at, right, right. between the kitchen and the dining room? Right, at the bar side of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a vision. You right, because right. remember the, always the battle of always go to the right or something? Yes. All this, but, Do you know, Tony Jovi, I still think about this. You taught me this. The go wide on corners. What's that? When you're going around a corner, if you go wide instead of taking the short the corner, the quick, right. you'll never run into anyone. Oh, because right, even right. if the other person is going wide, you will see each other. And there's room. And there's room. Both sides. Yes. Right. And I still go around corners that way, and it's because of you. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. I, I think I, I've had some intuitive things in food service. That I can't remember. I'm doing them, but it's uh, <laughs> right. Go wide. That's awesome. Go wide. And you remember that, but you still couldn't go on the right side of a double door. Shut up. <laughs> Did you not know that that comment was to divert attention from the... <laughs> You go back to it. Go both doors. Both doors. <laughs> Just stay to the right. Oh, my god! It was a battle. Remember, we put signs yeah. up. And it, I mean, I, the, all, we were all guilty. A whole crew of people just would not accept the go right to, through the door. Yeah. We always went through both doors and we were also the left. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we thought about going to the left, but we refused to give in, right? We're, <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to. It's to the right. That's the way you drive. That's the way the world goes. I know, right? <laughs> you through the outdoors. That was the whole. Oh, I remember so oh. much about line burgers. That's good stuff. Um, the hostess story. Do you remember Stacy, the little yeah, yeah. young yes, hostess. little blonde girl? She was fun, fun. She was fun. I remember one time she came in. Um, she was still in high school. Right. She was bubbly. And yeah. She didn't have to work, but she loved no, coming there and make, make her money and leave. And yes. She didn't, well, she came in one day and she was so upset. She was almost in tears because her parents had left for the weekend or for the week or something. And they'd left her home alone, which was fine. But um, she had to bake a cake for her home ec class. And she was so upset that her mom had just left the cake mix on the, oh, on no. the counter and said... You know, and left follow her. the instructions. And there. now, yeah, just follow the instructions. And now she has to make this cake by herself. So I'm just trying to calm her down and be like, it's just a cake, you know, it's right, no right, big right. deal. You just, da, da, da. And she's like, well, how do I know what kind of bowl to mix it in? And I'm like, you use any bowl, you know, it'll tell you what kind of pan you want and how long to keep it in. And I'm trying to explain it to her. And she goes, okay, so how do I know if I have a round cake mix or a square cake mix? No, she didn't. She, she did. did not. I will never forget it. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and did you tell her ninety percent around? I don't even remember what I said. It's just, the, it's the just story. That, that is thought, the... that, that, your brain shut down at that yes. moment. I, well, that's oh, the end of that conversation. Goodness. I do remember her being very bubbly, bubbly. She, and then she bring her friends to work and have fun and stuff. Yeah. So another thing I always think about is I can't go to a wedding that has those little green mints. Do you remember the little green mints that we had? Yeah. And they were homemade, uh, uh, you know, because... Smooth melt, easy melt. Yeah, whatever. weren't they homemade at like Smoky Mountain I, Kitchen yes, or something? And he had like a little deal with them where he would get the mints. Remember the server? the Put them inside of her they bra. They would put them in her bra. And we called her Martian titties. And then she'd pull out and she'd lick her finger in front of me. Yes. Like, they were so awesome. <laughs> 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 that was awesome. <laughs> She used to tease me because she dated one other guy, but she used to tease me. She knew I wanted to date her. I wanted, I wanted yeah. to go out at least. And she'd pull out her me- melted. <laughs> she knew she had you. She had me. And the guy that made mandolins. Tim Simic played. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. he still playing around? Yeah, 
hammered dulcimer champion six years plus running in the region mm-hmm. yeah and he does tunes for tales uh, in the gatlinburg streets every summer he was i haven't seen him this year um yeah we went to high school together you knew that part oh right? i didn't know you went to high yeah, school he was in the band with dario and i i didn't know that i thought yeah, he was you... a clarinet player so you gave him the job at Lineburgers too? Uh, no, he was actually he was, serving when I got there. Okay, yeah, because I was. I thought we, we got, we got to re- rekindle our you know friendship when yeah. I saw him there, and he's you know he's always been you know doing his own thing. But yes, Hammer Dulcimer, he's still. I mean, if you say Tim Simic in the region, anybody Hammer Dulcimer, Dulcimer wise, he's a legend. I mean, yeah. he's the man. Wow. And he's still the man when it comes to Hammer Dulcimer making them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think he make, I think he just makes Dulcimers and still plays them. the hammer. Yeah, not mandolin. Dulcimers. Dulcimers, correct. Yeah, Tim Simic. Good stuff. Great stuff. Do you remember the uh, Fire Eater? What was his name? I always forget his name. But he was a he was a Renaissance man. I think he actually did some of the night fighting too with the armor. Oh wow! But he was a he was a fire eater entertainer on the streets um, during the, the early years. Uh-huh. Whenever they had the Fourth of July parade, the streets would be all cleared up, and he'd go out in the middle of the street with his fire stuff and do fire eating. Neat. And another guy wanted to be taught, so the other guy bought all the stuff. But the fire eater left before he could show him anything. But the no. other guy thought, I can do it. How hard can it be? Right, right. To swallow fire. You get whatever particular lighter fluid, you put it on the little flame, or you get a mouthful and blow it out right. and the flame and do some spinny, spinny. Well, he tells me that he'd been practicing and uh-huh. asked, because the other guy used to also do it in our dining room, like little little shows. And in the dining room? Yeah, just little fire eating things. And everybody, ooh, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Because yeah, those were low ceilings. Right, right. But he wouldn't blow big yeah, flames. Okay. He would just do fire tricks <laughs> little, and stuff like, on his fingers. Throat, and little like, yeah, his yeah. tongue on fire. Because yeah. you know, whatever the system That's is of fire neat. eating, there's something to it. And the guy that was wanting to become a fire eater said, can I try do a little trick at one of my tables? And I'm like, I said, are you sure you know what you're doing? He goes, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Oh, no. I guess you could feel where this is going. But... I'm on one side of the dining room talking to my table. And I kind of in the corner of my eye, I see him. He's got the little tray set up like the other guy. He's got his little bowl of whatever and his little torches. Fuel. Fuel, yeah. right, right. And uh, I, I, I kind of I say, hang on a second. And I tell my, ask my table, excuse me. I turn to look. And, and apparently his bowl caught a fire. Oh, no. And I guess the trick is to <laughs> a quick blow. To right. Get the flame back out and then continue what you're doing. Yeah. I guess these are little tricks as fire eaters you learn. Well, the guy bends down. I see him do the motion, and I see the flame blow. It does a loop-de-loop, comes up, curls around, and catches his forehead on fire. And he lifts up. Now the whole tray's on fire, and his forehead's on fire. (gasps) In front of this In the dining room. In a dining room full of people on a weight. Oh, no. And he gets What's the first thing he yells? He yells, Tony. (laughs) You said I could do this. (laughs) Like stepbrothers. I can't believe you let let us do this. this. He's all gets up, Tony. I say, excuse. Me. I walk over, I pat his head head out uh-huh. first, right, yeah. and of course he's smoldering, running through the diamond, smoldering hair. This is a horrible scent. Yes, right. Kind of overpowers. Right. The, I pick up a tray on business. fire oh in my gosh. hand. I walk back over to my table and say, "Was that sweet or unsweet?" <laughs> See, right. <laughs> I got to get that done. With a tray of fire in my hand, right? And I don't, you know, it's hard to get warm. They said sweet tea. They started laughing. I go run in the kitchen, that dish tank, dump it all out, whatever. Now I got to, I'm taking my, I got to pick up his tables, the stench of burnt hair in the dining room. Oh, it was a tragedy. A tragedy. Oh my goodness. And every that's... time I see him, he's still, we still bringing up that. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. I, well, I bet the people that order the sweet tea still talk about right, it about too. The, right. Every, the whole dining room, right? So I was a line burgers. What's line burgers? It's the Oh, and Lineburgers isn't there anymore. Gone, correct. Got leveled when the owners bought out the hotel that was under mm-hmm. uh, McKay's, and they at least bought the whole McKay's property, leveled it, and built 
which is now there's uh, the old smoky moonshine to the back and right. dicks now and mellow mushroom on the other side the whole there's yeah. that yeah so that was kind of funny people that coming through because the guy would travel the fire to travel from when he knew renaissance he'd come wait tables for me yeah. wow. dario we used to the owner used to tell me like we'd be understaffed and big weekend coming used to say i uh, call the hippies and uh all my artistic friends, Dario, Tim, anybody. I think you know, there's another guy, Sam. That you know, they had artistic lives, doing their own lives down in Knoxville. But if I needed some help, I'd call right. them up, you and they come up. Get them to they pick would up a come up for a, a cup for a night or two to come work some, and they'd make a little extra cash, yeah, and help me out, right? And it was just so. Of course, they'd come in. They didn't have uniforms, so they'd be wearing their everybody's <laughs> and their thrift store clothing and their flannels and their. You know their hats and their waiting tables and Lineburgers with my Lineburgers crew and their button-up shirts and was it? It was blue, white, ox, white or blue Oxfords, right? Blue Oxford and, and was it blue pants? Black or blue pants? Blue. And we'd yeah. switch back and forth. Yeah. yeah, but Dario and all them would come up and wait table for me a couple of days and help me out and make a little bit of money. And he used to call it. Call I think them. that might have happened a few times when I was right. While I'm, I'm I was sure. There, yeah. Dario, he'd say, "Call the hip, call the hippies." I'm call right. the hippies. I got it. And I'd call them. Yeah, no sweat. We'll be on up there. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love it. And they're all, like I said, they're all busy living real life. You know, their lives are yeah. too. They're being doing what they're doing, but they'd still stop. Well, you know, cash is cash. Right. Right. They knew how to wait tables. They knew line burgers. I was not, there was no real strict rules. No. And yeah, it's just fun. Laid back, right up. Right. Yeah. So. Laid back. That's the word. Yeah. Right. And they all knew me and we'd all, we'd all drink 24 ounce beers after the shift and line burgers. Best, best beer price in the history of beer prices, except for quarter beers but uh, the two dollar 24 ounce draft remember the nine dollar was it nine dollar 24 ounce long island tea remember that thing that was a big old drink that was awesome yeah the two dollar draft the two dollar drafts last forever and he's all should we go up on a price i'm like dude it's it's what people they were there they love the fact they could get they that beer for it and then they and eat they're food, gonna and then they get the food, the food. Right. yeah yeah great food it was great food they did a good job the Lineburgers family put it out a good product i remember i ate 32 ounces of prime rib one time oh prime rib college that's that huge. prime rib was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, I do remember you being the prime. You were prime rib ounces. hungry. You talked about it too forever about you were going to do it. And we're like, no way. I did it. Yes, I did. did. <laughs> yes, you. I yes, could. You. I did it. <laughs> Think you can do it now? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that prime. That'd be that. That it'd prime rib. It had to be rib. rare. It had to be that prime rib. Right. Rare. Yeah, cooked whole, by George Wirtz. Right. It was a good stuff. Good. He stuff. was very good at that. Living in Gatlinburg is like living in a high school. Is what I always tell people. It, yes, back then too, right? Is mm-hmm. all well, and again, we had a, again, a pretty big, close knit group. Yeah, we'd get off, go somewhere as a group, and all that kind of stuff. Or the uh, the big snow, the blizzards were all there. Yes, we get snowed in. Everybody's all we want to get our checks, and I'm all first off, there's no place to spend your check. Yeah. I'm like, well, if we go to the restaurant, Andy's going to make us open. Oh God, <laughs> they're all no, no. I said, there's. They said nobody's in town. I said, that's the point. And sure enough, we got. We're all in our snow clothes. He's that. He was that kind of right. We're all owner. in our snow clothes. And when I called him, asked about the checks, he goes, "Everybody can get their check if they, they open can. for a shift." Yeah, if you can come get your check, we, then oh, you can come into work. Right. So we all and there's positions. I mean, I think I was just started dating Jan, and she helped. She helped in the kitchen, and we we, we had a plan. But we'll just do this because nothing's going to happen. We opened right. the doors. Well, there was an Amway convention across the street from us. Did you not know that? We, I was, we were, we didn't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Did Andy know that? That son I, of a bitch. I, I, I <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. He just had instinct knowing that if our doors right. open, yeah. and we're one of, of maybe two restaurants in the whole city. Mm-hmm. If we open, and sure enough, there, the the snow was already three foot deep, and from the convention center, there was like a pat. We had three doors, 
and there was paths through three foot of snow to each one of our doors. Trailways. Trailway. And, and With they, three foot sides. Three foot sides straight to our doors, and it was we were packed. packed. We sold everything we had. We ran out of food, got our checks, and we left. Wow. And we blew it out, and we, everybody was so angry. Walking home, not talking. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I told you so. I, what do you want me to say? I, I told you. Oh, we woke up. It was nighttime, too. We stayed open all day and night. Mm. And we're walking home. Oh, you dark. work like 12 hours. Right. The whole shift did. People might I think there's two or three people that didn't work for us. That I think Nikki was up there. So I think Nikki worked. Jan worked. <laughs> we all did stuff. Just yeah, put, I wasn't put, there for that. We put pot of coffee, coffees out on the hot burners out in the dining room. People just poured. They didn't care. As long yeah. as we were feeding, they were all about it. And right. we just blew out that day of money. It was just insane. And again, but we were all angry on the way home, like whatever. But of course, we buy the beer. And 10 minutes later, we're laughing, having a good time. Laughing and now about it's a how, memory that you're talking about like, in 2023 on a podcast. Can uh, you imagine? No, I wouldn't imagine at no. all. <laughs> um, we had two couples. Walkouts are inevitable, right? It happens. Right. But if you came out of our door and took a right, there was a drugstore where we both of us got most of our candy or whatever. And then went along the front of a dark hotel. Between the drugstore, there was a hotel that was closed. It was a dark path. And at the end of the road, there was a railing. You dropped off into a parking garage. You didn't go straight to the back river road. Mm-hmm. But people didn't know. You see people walk back there and back out all the time. And uh, two couples walked down on a server and the server said, Tony, blah, blah, blah. And I'm all, okay. So I, I mean, I feel like I was early enough. I jumped out. I looked left. Nothing. I looked right. I didn't see anything. And I thought, I bet they're down that way. And I'll, I'll see if I can catch them real quick. You know? Yeah. And I'm by myself. I'm not thinking. Because we're busy. And I'm not right. thinking. I'm just not all this being. You're just cool. I'm adrenaline. Gonna catch. You're just going I'm going to catch it. Right. I love nothing more fun than catching somebody yeah. walking on a chair. Right. And uh, sure enough, I walked back. And I walked all the way back to the dark. In the very end of the dark, the first girl is trying to go over. Because they got to go over and drop. Probably about a five foot drop. So you got to hold each trail drop. Uh-huh. And the two men are helping her. And the other girl's down. I said, said, hey, hey, hey. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> You guys didn't pay your check at Lineburgers, and they're all, oh, uh, 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 uh. I'm all, you got, please, I need you to come back and pay this check. Uh-huh. And then they lift her back over. We're walking. It's a good distance back to the main street. It it's is. back to start. And I'm by myself, and I'm thinking, oh, hang on a And minute. there's how many of them? Two guys and two girls. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, I guess they- uh, Wait, I got myself in a situation. Right. I guess that they really turned around and looked at me and said, no, what, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? And then, please right, right well okay i guess so i guess i'll go just don't beat me up yeah and then i thought you know what they're thinking how bad is this guy <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh this guy must he's be, no joke right himself approached four people and escort us back to the rest of what, what is this guy capable of so i got a little more i got put I, I put my chest down <laughs> All this is happening in this two and a half minute Right, walk. not right. A split second. All of my brain's going through all this walk. And then they walked in. They paid the check and off they Wow, went. look but at I, you. I giggled at myself. I thought, well, now, these days you wouldn't do that because no, they'd meet you with a gun. Right, well, yeah. I, first off, I can't move fast enough to catch people anymore. <laughs> You're like, oh, let them have it. Uh, right. <laughs> well, I got to go with my friend uh, Noah. Yes, yeah. He was waiting tables and, you know, and getting stiffed. And let me say, people who don't tip shouldn't go out. Yes. Right? Uh, we all concur, I'm it's sure. A, it's, it's a big thing in my head. It's I, part of the bill. If you can't. Right, and I'm tired of the arguments. You should tip no matter what. You don't, right. I, don't care. I don't care how angry you are. You tip a minimum and you leave. Don't, or, don't avoid that server. Don't go to that restaurant. Whatever. Yeah. In my head. I don't want to get yeah. on a soapbox about it, but I'm avid. About, I'm verbal about it anytime. If, if it's any time to get on a soapbox, it's now. Right. You have the, don't you have out, the soapbox. Right. Don't go out if you don't want to tip. <laughs> right. If your parents don't tip, tip for your parents. Yes. If you go out and friends don't tip, tip, tip for, for your, your friends, friends or look at them and say, 
Give a tip. Yeah. Right. Say, don't be such a putz. A person <laughs> doesn't belong in society in the world of service at all. Right. That doesn't tip. Wears, wears me out to no end. Um, my Blue Heaven. What was it? Steve Martin. The guy's on. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a CIA guy. You don't have to tip me because I tip everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or are you office... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When Dwight is like, I don't tip a delivery person. I don't tip anyone for a job that I can do myself. I can deliver my own food. Now, I did tip my urologist <laughs> because I can't pulverize my own kidney stones. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Noah's at the end of the rope for the day. These mm-hmm. people, like, they leave change on oh. his table. He walks past me and I'm all, Where are you going? So I followed him okay. and he walked out and he just took he had a handful of change and he just threw it at him. And you could see it just, you could hit him and ching it all around oh, him, ding, right? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and they turned back around and Noah's just, by that, he just threw it and turned around. He didn't yeah. say nothing. Sure. So they get all mad. They come in the host stand and I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, you didn't tip. He was at the end of his rope. I apologize. What can I do to make it up to you? And what can you do to make it up to him? Right, right. So it's, just, it's what you wanted to say. They ran a couple of circles and off there, but the, yeah. the Noah, the infamous Noah throwing a handful of change to somebody is a classic. <laughs> I love that story. It resonates in my head. So many restaurants he would get fired for that. Right. Again, Lineburgers was a individ, yeah, you know, independently owned. We all the system. It ruined me um for like I navigated towards that restaurant kind of feel after that. I went to, when I went to Calhoun's and we had to wear like the uniform we had to have the server meeting before and right, all of right, our right. pins had to match and our certain kind of tie and they checked our creases and our right, aprons right, right, and right. bullshit and you know so but now, it's there i mean that's where i came from bennigan's like, right but then you find out that you don't have to be like that and yeah and still make money right and oh, still do well maybe even more money because you're more relaxed you're more you talk a little more true yeah, to your tables they right. feel a little more connection yeah Right. I mean, that's how I feel about it still. I, and I've, I've worked. I mean, I've worked Hard Rock. I did Cherokee Grill through the Copper Seller Company. Yeah. So I, I, I know the corporate feel. I'm mm-hmm. just... Oh, yeah. I remember when you were a manager at... Cherokee Grill. Cherokee Grill. And Hard Rock. Three years at Hard Rock. Wow. Manager. That was... and that You know, you'd think Hard Rock would have a lot more crazy stories. It was, again, because corporate could held a tight grip on it. So you didn't get too crazy. Even the after-hour stuff was okay. Yeah. Is Burgers where the craziest stories come from? I mean, you've heard the stories I've given. I have a lot of crazy, crazy stories. You know, Andy had never owned a restaurant before. Yeah. Wes was gone. I was the GM. Yeah. So it's all running on my imagination. I'm like, look, look, things <laughs> all your go. friends work there. All my the friends. The hippies. Are, right. The hippies. The $9 dollar Long Island Tees. Right. $2 draft beers. <laughs> you know, all the Ripley's people come over to drink you with do us the every math. day. Right. The, our imagination went crazy. Yeah. But we pumped out food like crazy. We yeah. pumped out so much food. Uh, the Oyster Antonio, I made that up, and that went like crazy. Oysters Rockefeller, Oyster Antonio. Yes, the was, Oysters Rockefeller. That was my, that was my or origin. I made that one up. Do you know what? I got an origin story from Lime Burgers. Uh, bar rot. Bar rot. You know when uh, servers or bartenders right. get that eczema? It's called bar rot, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I had never, ever had that. And one day, do you remember how I used to love to shuck the oysters right right and i would finish my side work and if i finished my side work uh george would let me right right let me right, george, shuck oysters letting you shuck oysters. yes i was i'd get so excited but you made, you made me finish my side work first right, and then i got to do you're that helping george out doesn't right. slide out of know. the front house stuff. so one day i was coming right before i came into my shift i was getting in my truck and i had parked next to this bush next to my house that had thorns on it and i sliced my finger 
on one of those thorns and I had a wound went to work that was the day I got done with my stuff I got to shuck oysters oh that's not the bar rot that was oyster infections right that were well that started the whole right well thing. anybody in seafood and that knows that if you get punctured by like the back end tail of a shrimp uh-huh. or a cut with an oyster, right? You yep. got some kind of. I lid. did, and now I I still battle with it. Like if I don't keep my hands like extremely hydrated, or if I go too many days, it's not so much restaurants now. Now it's with my my crafting world, and my right, art and stuff. Yeah, stuff. but um, yeah, I still get. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and it's from that burgers in right. the nineties. The oyster. Yeah, <laughs> that's huh? what happened. That's weird. It just turned into that. But that's that was that's the origin story of Amy's bar rot. It's not bar rot; it's <laughs> oyster infection. But I like bar, bar rot, rot better than right, oyster right, bar infection. Rot. People can relate with you. Oh, I'm with you, sister. I'm with yeah, you right. on the bar. Oyster infection sounds vagina-y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not say that. Right, well, I get you. I get you. That's all. That's all good stuff. Oh, uh, Leanne, you remember Leanne? Little hostess, little skinny hostess. I don't know if she was post you or pre you. I don't I think know. She was post you. I mean, you know, I'm awful with names. She was. Uh, she came in. She was. She took charge. Came same thing. She was a little high school girl. Came in, but she took. She was real fast about it, and flighty. And she was a little bit whatever questionable about things. But she showed up for every shift, and she knew how to run it, and run away, and she knew how to seat everybody. And she flew. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She was hyped up on Excedrin, <laughs> trucker drugs, right, or whatever. <laughs> but she was always fired up, and uh, something's going on, and some guys jumping on her at the host stand he's trying to chest her up yeah and she comes she goes this guy is giving me trouble he keeps asking what time i'm telling him i'll see him when i can and of course she's young and again we're kind of in an independent place so if you piss her off she's is she sliding you down the list how can i prove one way or the right, other right exactly and how are you going to prove yeah it? how are you going to prove it so she's and what t- are you going to do right well right that's what happened <laughs> so the guy's making the accusations yeah and finally i, I hear her yell at him sir i'll seat you when you can and she comes running back so i'm coming through the other side other end of the other doors the double doors mm-hmm. and she's come through the front doors and she comes in and she goes this guy just threatened to hit me at the front host stand i'm trying to do my job and three cooks oh no all stopped the head chef the kitchen manager and two other cooks and they all came back out and she oh, stood shit. there and she looked at the guy and she, she's already yelling, you just go ahead and get the blank out of here. You can't, we're not going to seat you at all. You're not going to sit here. And while she's yelling, three cooks come up and chest up behind him, arms crossed, just looking at the guy, daring him yeah. to do anything. You saw him just meek down and the seven people just left the restaurant. But to while, I was like, Leanne, you can't do that. You can't be all Did good. she know that they were behind her? Did she think she did that? No, she, no, she knew. <laughs> she knew that she beckoned yeah. him. She, yeah. she had called me before to yeah. come set things. But of course, like I said, is was she agitating them to the point where they just were they couldn't handle right. themselves, or she just were they serious? Those kind of assholes, right? This guy obviously, I feel like, was being a total asshole, and yeah. she said he threatened to hit her, and wow. she, somebody needs to get out here and help. So I'm making my way, but the three cooks they're all chested up right there, like what? Now what are you gonna do? Now what are you gonna do? Gonna, you got the kitchen involved. Now what now, are you gonna right, do? Now, now guess what else? My kitchen's not putting out food. Right. <laughs> now the dining room. Right. Mad. So the uh, whole place is suffering. That's funny. Mm. But now you are the manager at... Food and Beverage Director at Hilton Garden in Gatlinburg. Right, yeah. right, right. So how's that? How's how's different working for a hotel? I mean, it's it's a restaurant, but... But yeah. it's more of an amenity yeah. to the hotel. Right. So when I'm at 118 rooms, yeah. that's as far as business goes. So my busiest is 118 rooms. 
So it's it's not no. breakfast is big. Uh, People want to eat breakfast. They don't want to go. They want to come down to the lobby and eat. When I interviewed for the position, I was actually managing at Cherokee Grill, and uh, I had never worked at a hotel restaurant. And my owner uh, Logan said, uh, "It's going to be different. You'll like it better." Yeah, and I, and I do like it better. I mean, I'm 12 years, 13 years in. It's okay. It's, yeah. And I'm in management. I'm not, but I'm also. Uh, I have to serve. We don't. We can't. Wouldn't have a bartender. We are looking for bartenders <laughs> <laughs> or a night cook. Yeah, you are. You are looking right. For I need a night cook. Is what I need. Let's. Uh, we'll talk about that. If you want to plug that in there. Uh, if you want to drive from Knoxville or wherever or you're listening, wherever you're listening to this from, or a move to Gatlinburg, you could be hearing this in Gatlinburg, right? So, yeah, you could be. So as a, as anybody who's in the food service management, you know, you're doing wherever the spots are. So the open right, spots, if something right, so, doesn't happen, then you have to do so it. So I am the night cook at the moment. I'm a bartender also. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you ever get any famous people in the hotel. Uh, there's rumors of people that have come through, but I don't remember who they are or do I ever see them. I'm not sure. Yeah. Have you ever waited on anybody famous? No. Not that I could recall. I don't think I looked for it either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did a uh, Bruce Pearl. I did have lunch with him one time. Bruce Pearl. When he got terminated from his coaching job, Mm -hmm. he went to Hackney Mm -hmm. as a sales rep. Oh, really? They were trying to give, I guess they were trying to give him employment during his suspension to hopefully keep him in the region so he wouldn't leave us, that maybe we could re-up his coaching because he's a great coach. And he was for Hackney, and one of my owners reached out to me and said, who do we get our groceries from? And I said, we get them from whoever we get them from. <laughs> he goes, well, Hackney wants to have lunch with us to discuss. And I think my owner was doing it so we could have lunch with... Bruce Pearl. And I got to go. Nice. Now, uh, what also happened was, I was, the year we beat, not Kansas off number one with Bruce Pearl. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know much about any of this. Not that- I didn't think so. But keep on. But my friend Cam, I believe who I was in his uh, press box. It's the boxes up above. Yeah. And in Tennessee, and we beat we beat Kansas, and it's a big blowout. I mean, when towards the end of the game, the, you can feel the walls vibrating. It's just, it's just a great moment in basketball with us. And Bruce Pearl is the coach for that. Oh, we're talking about basketball. Basketball. Right? I'm just teasing. <laughs> I know a little bit. So he hit a home run. <laughs> Phil goal. Phil goal. Bruce Pearl hit a home run through a double play. <laughs> so I have my ticket from that. One of my AGM at the time at the hotel, Charles, who is now the GM at the hotel in Pigeon Forge, he's a big collector of sports stuff. So I give him the ticket. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do that kind of thing. So it's cool. No, no big deal. So then flash forward to the years and I go, Charles, I'm going to have lunch with Bruce Pearl. Do you have that ticket stub? I'll see if I can get him to sign it. Yeah. And sure enough, I, he had it. I, he had it. He had it in a little Ziploc. Nice. <laughs> and I went down there. We had lunch. And we, I got to meet Bruce Pearl. And I said, I know it's a weird thing. And I try not to be this kind of person. But my friend Charles, blah, 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 blah. I have the ticket from the knocking Kansas off number one, blah, 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 blah. Would you sure sign the right oh, up for it? And now it's not in a Ziploc. Now it's in a frame. No. I sold it for 20 bucks on the way out the door. <laughs> <laughs> lost that ticket i don't know what charles does you know i don't know he's a like i said he's a sports memorabilia person it's one of his hobbies yeah. and i don't know what those kind of hobbies entail of rotating or sailing or yeah keeping. me either well you that's know? cool though so that's my famous story and that's i think it's my only real famous story oh i was <laughs> i was at a lessie cafe let's backtrack all the way to the cafe in st pete oh yes okay mm-hmm. and i'm waiting tables and i'm waiting on this one couple and they uh they're talking stuff, and they're from San Francisco, and the company had flown a crew of them out to watch the San Francisco 49ers, which at that time was my favorite football team, Yes, play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which at the time had Vinny Terstaverde as a quarterback, who we just beat the previous year or two ago at the University of Tennessee, so I wasn't a big 
Testa Verde fan. I was glad we beat them. But the 49ers were my favorite team, and Joe Montana and Jerry Rice were still there. Oh, that wow. was my favorite part about the 49ers. Uh-huh. And they're talking about how the company had sent them there for that. And I'm all, that's awesome because the 49ers are my favorite team. They said, mm-hmm. well, truth be said, we'd rather go to a boat show. And I said, now this is all pre-internet phone stuff. Right. And I said, well, hang on one second. And I went and got the paper. And I said, look, look, the the big St. Petersburg boat show is this weekend. If you want to. I don't know why you'd want to miss football. but Or you can go Sunday after Saturday before the game or whatever. And I said, there you go. They said, that is awesome. And I came back and there are two tickets and 50 bucks was on the table. What? That's awesome. <laughs> right. So I told my boss, I said, I'm not going to be at work tomorrow. <laughs> I don't work here anymore. <laughs> I showed him the tickets and he's all, Tony, get your shit. I said, of course, people stepped up. And, right? yeah. and I said, now I got to find a ride because I didn't have a car at the time. So my friend Eric said, I'm in. So we went there and we drank beers all the way there. And I got to go. Nice. And I was eight rows behind the San Francisco 49ers. I could spit on Joe Montana. I was so close. I got to see Joe Montana and Jerry Rice play. And Vinny Tostaverde was quarterback for the Buccaneers, but I had such a great time, and the Bucks were winning all the way to the fourth quarter uh-huh. until Joe Montana, his arm lit up, and then Jerry Rice lit up, and pew, 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 pew. <laughs> they, they did the sandwiches. They thing brought in the guy. They yeah. hit the on switch or whatever. Right. Then, but I had such a great time, the Buccaneers then became like my top five teams, because mm. I had so much fun at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right. game. Then the Montana leaving the San Francisco thing happened, which I didn't understand what happened there, but I was not happy about it. So I said, well, San Francisco is no longer my favorite team, and the Buccaneers moved up into the number one slot, and they've been my favorite team ever since. That's a great story. Thanks. Yeah. 50 bucks and the two 50 tickets. 50 bucks and two tickets to the 49ers. How awesome was that? That's pretty good. It was pretty good stuff. Good yeah. That's good stuff. Huh. I like that. <sighs> oh, I got one for you, friend. There's this one guy. I forget what I think. I don't think it was Gary. There's a couple of superstars from Bennigan's. Uh-huh. He was a super tanned, like leathery skin tanned, like he was dark. Because he, every morning he'd get up, he'd go out to the beach, and he'd play volleyball on the beach uh-huh. all day long. Shower, come up, crisp, clean uniform every day. And he got the exact same station at Bennigan's every day. And he was the star, you know. And we're all, like I said, we had our thing going on wherever. Great guy, good friend. You know, we're all good friends. But his routine was definitely uh, awesome. Beach all day, work all day, make killer money at the best station. Get out, go home, re- you know, repeat, repeat, repeat. Blade, blade, blade. I guess, right? Yeah. I'm sure. He was a good looking, <laughs> tan, leathery guy. But he's working his station, doing his thing, and uh, he comes up to his table of seven, seven or nine, a, a table of women. And he's all doing his thing, talking, taking all the orders, being slick, sets drink <laughs> down in front of girl number four. Bam. The doors kick open. It's ABC board. He came in. She was under age. Oh, no. They put him in handcuffs, the GM in handcuffs, took him to, like, they arrest the two people. He gets arrested. Fined. Yeah, took him to jail. Wow. He got fined. The GM got fined. The restaurant got fined. And that was the end of his, just, whoo Yeah, he's done. His whole server career mm-hmm. at Bennington's gone. Nowadays, it's not what it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, was you're dealing with the devil if you do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, he got hammered pretty hard. It was a. Bless his heart. That's his whole. Had a, had Life. A going, right. King of Bennigan's. I think Bennigan's is still out there too. I mean, it's always been a in a prime spot. I don't know. It's been so long since I've been out there. You sure. think it's still there? Mm-hmm. You know, like the I few, didn't know the few Ruby Tuesdays are still out there, right? I didn't know Bennigan's was still a thing. I think wherever the origin city was, it's still a thing. What's your most exciting thing at the hotel? Oh, I know the uh, power grid blew in Gatlinburg. Oh, when when, when did that happen? It's been a while back. And we weren't thinking much about it because our, our power was on. 
Well, people are coming down off the main strip, not hey, have not eaten. And they see our lights on. Yeah. So they start coming off the road. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> what me. are all these outsiders it's doing me. here? I'm bartending. Me, we have a bartender and a cook's all usually there. Yeah. Even on rainy days, rainy days will get busy, mm-hmm. but we can handle it. But they uh, start lining up my lobby. I'm like, just oh. people off the street. Just because our lights are on and they want to eat and they filled me up. Oh, and man. it's not a big restaurant. It's average. It's a lot for one person. 12 tables, though. 12, 13 tables. And bartending. And bar, a full uh, nine seats at a bar. So now I'm getting angry. Not angry, but I'm like, I'm like I just, this is more than I can handle. Mm-hmm. So I walk up to somebody. I go, it's at least 45 minutes before I can even talk to you. <laughs> You're like, this will deter them. And uh, no. It, they didn't, didn't even bat an eye. eye. No, not at all. Jink, show me a Coke. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they would go, Okay. And then it might be another 45 minutes for food's ready. And they go, at least we get to eat. I'm all, shit. And then you have to pick up a table before that. <laughs> like, if you want a table, you have to pick up a table. Right, you have to clean the table. <laughs> have bust up set up over there. No, so, right. So, I mean, I'm yelling. And they're sitting all in my lobbies full of people sitting and waiting. Uh, and I that just, has got to be a shitty feeling. Uh, just was, to look it, out and see all the people that are off. waiting. It was the worst. But, again, the thing was that they're like, they knew they had no other choice. So, no, why we getting angry? It doesn't matter what was happening. They just wanted to get food. Yeah, but. Right, me. Right, me. Still, it was me. I'm like. I'm hating every minute of it. Why didn't you call the hippies again? <laughs> the hippies, have, they all grew up and became yeah, yeah. <laughs> long-haired old men. You need, you need new hippies. <laughs> I need some new hippies. If there are any hippies out there, need a cooking job. <laughs> I am hiring hippies for cooks. Uh, so, yeah, that was a big one. That happened. That was out of this world. Yeah. Um, oh, my first time, uh, my first holiday, I got there. And Christmas Eve is my family time. That's when everybody gets together. Christmas morning, we open gifts. And then Christmas Day, we can lounge around, but it's not a big bonding moment. Mm -hmm. So I made the deal with the staff. I said, here's what we'll do. You guys all work Christmas Eve, cover all the things. I'm going to take Christmas Eve off. And then Christmas Day, I'll work. And everybody else can be. Are you a fool? I didn't think. Don't you know that people don't have anything to do? They're Um, tired of their family. I learned. I learned. (laughs) It, I mean, not they don't quite, want leftovers. And- not quite as bad as, like I said, people flooding. But they started coming. Yeah. In. Sure enough, it's off. And I'm like, you know, I'm cooking and bar, and I'm letting. Them, it's Christmas Day. What are they gonna do? Right. They gonna get angry at me? Because yeah. I'm looking. I'm going. Listen, I'm doing what I can do. You are welcome to leave. Yeah. Or you can wait. In fact, I kind of wish. You right, right. I wish you weren't here. But yeah. And uh, sure enough, they they. But I again, and then of course. Like the people who had no other choices, the Christmas Day people, I made I made a ton of money, mm-hmm. and I'm not being sharp with anybody. I'm being and uh, something in, in my old age, and I don't know if, if, when you're waiting Wednesdays, you wait or something. Wednesday, be? Wednesday lunch. If you've learned that getting angry, projecting your anger at guests gets you nothing. Yeah. So I've always even kill. Yeah. I even it's going to be 45 minutes. Right. Yeah, we don't care to wait. Okay. Then it's going to be 45 more minutes to eat. Right. We don't care. I'm like okay. In my brain, I'm going. <laughs> in my brain, I'm going. Why? <laughs> I told you but an hour. Calm, cool, right, collected. right. But my brain just going crazy. I told you an hour and a half before you even get food, and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ugh. Whatever. And then I go back to the cook, and I'd say a few derogatory comments, and he'd just be, he had tears running down. Because he's trying, he's always, he didn't get tired to be laughing at me. Mm-mm. But I'm saying I'm just angry. He's, he loves to watch me get angry. You're like, is there any chance we could run out of food? That would be great. Could no, we run out of I food? I could run out of this item. They just move to Damn the next it. item. You know, I don't usually eat pasta, but I'll take pasta tonight. Like, oh, good. Good. I was worried you wouldn't take pasta. <laughs> I'm Jewish, but give me all the bacon. Yeah, I don't right. really we'll care. take bacon today. Yeah. All right, whatever. <laughs> 
Um, oh, speaking of busy moments with uh, bartenders, let's go to Lineburgers. Remember Lineburgers, you go through the double doors left, there's that little, the register for the bartender, that little cubby right there. Right. And I used to keep a, a ice water there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Todd Shirley, remember Todd Shirley? Yes. He used to keep full, fill up my ice water. We're right. slammed, we're busy. We're going to wait. I'm running like crazy. I'm coming to hammer my ice water down. He's probably three deep. And uh, I come through the door one time, I grab it, and I, I woof it down, and it's a glass full of vodka. <gasps> and I, I'm all, I mean, I, I lock up, right? We're, I just lock up. I hammered the whole time. You, you shot it. You, big, it. you know, a big 12 ounce ice water glass of yeah. vodka. And I'm all, and Todd, I mean, he's elbow deep. Three, he's just, you could see tears just running down his face. He's just, I'm all, I'm all, you, and I'm back in that closet just waving my finger. What the hell? Yeah, I'm trying to, you know. And you're in the middle of the Oh, it was horrible. You just, shot like three shots right, of vodka. Right, right. Well, my yeah. blood, I think my blood is bloody, so it's not, you're just going to, the buzz is not going to influence it, but it's just that, because you know, remember you're expecting water first. Right. Number two, it's straight vodka. So it's Nerd. like, oh, he was just, he thought it was, he thought he was so funny. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> we all think he's so it funny. Was, it was sort of funny, I guess, except for that moment. I wasn't, because like I said, I was, my brain had other stuff going on. I, right. I, you were probably drinking that water on autopilot to right. begin with. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then you got shocked. Got in your in system tracks. got a shock. And then one time I, uh, I'm not a big giant caffeine person. I can handle a couple of cups of coffee. You don't need caffeine. I honey. get jittery. I get. I shake. And this girl had whatever the top Excedrin full of caffeine pain relievers. Excedrin extra extra strength XXL something. And back then I would take three aspirins, four aspirins. And I didn't know what these things. She goes, oh they'll 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 pump you up. They'll give you energy. So I hit three of them, maybe four. <laughs> I took a, hand, a little handful of them. Yeah. I'm working and my heart rate's starting to get, and all of a sudden, I, I mean, I'm literally, I'm vibrating and I don't know, I'm starting, I think, oh God, I think I'm having a heart attack. Heart attack. I'm, I'm freaking out and I'm busy. got five tables out in the front. Food's getting, I don't uh, have time for a heart attack. <laughs> I have five tables. I, can, I, can, I can't do this. And I, I go, hey, I ask, thinking of the customer to the very I'm end. All, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all, Kim, what? I'm freaking out. She goes, what? It's, of course, she, she's taking them every hour, right. taking two, and she's all, she needs caffeine to even get her feet to move. Yeah. And I'm all, what's going on she goes well they're just pure caffeine i'm all pure caffeine what are you thinking you know better than give me caffeine i I'm, I mean i'm just like i can't my eyes are fuzzy i'm just vibrating you know it's like oh 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 was. <laughs> that was a weird moment too i think i don't know <laughs> um i was in that same bar thing at lineburgers looking out in the kitchen kind of wrapping up getting ready to close for the yeah. evening and when you look out you could see under the heat lamps above the food service window to the kitchen you can see the cook's probably about shoulder high up, and I see George mopping, and I'm up, and he's mopping. I'm kind of just watching for a minute, and all of a sudden I see, I see, yeah, I don't know, I guess, okay. but he, it just like the mop, he loses control of the mop. It just takes him. He stumbles like three or four steps forward, right? Because the right. mop just got out of control for him. And I'm thinking, how does a mop get out of control? <laughs> and I'm, I'm scrunching my head, scratching. It's things. Fantasia, right, right. But it's funny because after that, he he pops up straight. And he looks around and tries to see, and he looks me over his shoulder, and there I am. I'm all. I'm jaw drop, eyeball looking. I'm going, what just happened? And he just gets all flush red about. It. He's all nothing, nothing. <laughs> did, did you have a Charlie Brown moment? Yeah, right. Like well, feet did, in the air. Yeah. Like... Did you just get bested by a mop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and then Jerome, same thing. Out that bar, you look to the left. There's a hand sink. Right. Just wash your hands. Well, it was an up and curved sink. And it pointed down, so it came up, curved down, you wash your hands. And right above it was a shelf. 
Well, Jerome, for some reason, he he got a little low under the shelf, and he uh, was washing his hands, and when he lifted up, he bumped his top of his head on the shelf. Instead of just, like, stopping and pulling backwards, his reaction was to, you know, he hit his head, so... Amy just fell on the floor. Are you okay, Amy? <laughs> How did I get bested by a microphone? <laughs> right, I can't. Wow! <laughs> That was incredible. That was for your, that was for your <laughs> benefit. He just got vested by a microphone. Okay, proceed. He lifts up, hits the back of the shelf, and instead of like hitting his head and it's like stopping, he hits it, and he went back down like to avoid it, but it was too late, he hit, and he bunked on the top of the sink with his forehead, and then, I don't know what, he like, he, I don't know what he's thinking, he backed up again and hit the back of his head again. <laughs> and again, I'm like, jaw drop watching him, and he, he, he does, he goes, Bum, bum, bum. And he gives up. And he's all. He's trying. He turns around to see if anybody saw him. Sure enough, he look again over his shoulder, and I'm all jaw drop, going, "Oh my God! Did the shelf and the sink just beat you up?" <laughs> oh, it was horrible. And then I just saw this girl get bested by a microphone. It was the best. <laughs> oh, one more. Okay. Working a long shift, chafing happens. Right? Oh, yeah. Everybody has. Yes, it. and you get a, the cornstarch. The cornstarch is the routine. Yeah. I was a little posh, and I used a gold bond. And oh, that's the oh, that's the big money stuff. Yeah. Look at you yeah. going well, out it really and actually made a buying difference. something. It was, you can just makes use the cornstarch on the shelf for free. Right, for free from Limeburgers, <laughs> which Blackie always did. He called it, he's like, I'm going to make some gravy. Oh, Ugh. God. Ugh. Right, oh, right? God. Oh, that's why I couldn't do it. I'm all, that's just gross. That should make oh. gravy out of it. I don't want that all chafing in my... Bacon bread. Ugh. So I'm working a big, long-ass shift. I'm chafed all the heck. I'm on my way home. I stop at the Walmart to get in. I look at the gold bond. I see beside the gold bond, extra strength gold bond. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that sounds better. <laughs> so I buy the extra strength, and I'm barely halfway to my car out in the parking lot. And, you know, it's stretchy pants. So I <laughs> just big old bunch of powder. And as it hits my hand, I'm thinking, that don't feel right. And I poof in my in my chafed area in the groin. Well, it's mentholated. Oh, no. Oh, my, I did not know about this. <laughs> I do the screaming all the way to my truck, screaming all the way to my house. And I scream it into my house. I strip down. I get in the shower. You know what the next extra pain is? Adding water. Oh, oh no. I'm, ah, I mean, tears are running down. My, I was like, this is, I can't, what is, how come I didn't know about this age, whatever, 30 something or whatever, how old I was? Right. How did I not know this is a thing? Right? Yeah. Why can the green extra strength? Uh, the, green. the green gives it away. Right. Oh, I wasn't. I was. It was. I was in so much pain from the chafe, and I was like, my brain just was thinking, whatever it takes to fix this. Right. And it did not do well. Oh man. So, I take it to work. I'm getting rid. Of, I'm gonna throw it away. But I spent money on it, so I put it in the employee bathroom. I have probably about two days later. All of a sudden, I hear. Oh no. <laughs> Who was it? I don't remember. I was like. Yes, that's right. You know that wasn't your powder, <laughs> but I wanted you to use it. That was the best. I heard somebody scream in that bathroom. What's the best thing that you've ever done to a new server, like like breaking servers in? Uh, you know, I never did things like that. I heard stories like Blackie knew another cook at Howard's, and he filled up a pot full of water and sent the cook with the pot of water to the other restaurant to change it out for a pot of steam. And he, the guy carried the pot all the way. Down Gatlinburg streets. Yes, walked in there, told the whole kitchen started. He just set the pot down. He, we never saw him again. Oh, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't cut it. You remember Dot? Remember the Dot story? Oh, uh, I've yet? got my own Dot stories. Ugh. 
Big dot, giant dishwasher, no teeth, humongous man. Lived on the mountain. Lived on a mountain. Came down to Gatlinburg to work. Married uh, his probation officer. Well, I don't know about all the details. Again, you got next level stuff, I don't know. But Wes went to go get him one day for work, and Dot opened his trailer door, and chickens flew out. And <laughs> he was probably fucking Hey, him. hey. Anyway, big, very intimidating, man. Simple as all simple can be. Very sweet. Right, right. A little creepy. I mean, sweet until he got you alone somewhere, then you'd be worried, right? Right. None of that. He, uh, this kid was uh, there, and when you used to core the lettuce, remember, they still do it where you hammer the core. Yeah. And he's doing that, and he actually hurt his wrist, and he's waiting at the office door for me to acknowledge it, make an incident report, and mm-hmm. tell him if he needs to go to the doctor, have it checked out. And uh, he was standing there, and all of a sudden I saw Doc come around his shoulder. The kid looked over his shoulder, kind of a little startled, and Doc looks at him and goes, you sure do got a pretty mouth for a boy. Oh my God. <laughs> that kid bug-eyed for a second. And I watched him. I thought he was just walking to this, just get away away from Dot. And yeah. He walked out and just, out. Le- Gone. just left and never saw the kid again. And oh. Sure do got a pretty mouth for a boy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got a poor kid. I remember he used to sit in the break room and take hush puppies. And buttermilk. And crumble him up in his buttermilk, and he only had like three teeth in his uh, head, and that beard, and he would eat, and it would fall out of his mouth and uh, to his beard, and he would talk. He would, I know horrible things because of Dot. I know. Right. How to I'm do not a sheet. even gonna say. I'm not even gonna say the things that I know. Right. The back, the, <laughs> the back, the back, go back. Put the back legs of the sheep in your boots, and then push them towards a cliff. Right. Yes. And then the chicken. That's why I said that about the chicken. Right, right. The chicken on your... Yeah, you do that. You break their neck. Break its neck. Break and its it, neck. Yeah. Uh. And it convulses for about... <laughs> for whatever. However long a chicken convulses. Whatever's up with that. Dot knows how long a He'll chicken convulses. He'll tell you. Right. You probably don't time it. He ain't got to watch. <laughs> I, sh- I can leave this in here. Dot probably won't be listening to this podcast. I, really. <laughs> that's up to you. Honey. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess... I'm hoping some stuff you'll naturally know to take out, I guess. Yeah, my mom listens to this. I'll probably take the stuff out about the goat. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't say anything. What happened? We were just saying the favorite thing about a goat, right? Yeah. They always say, yeah. come back. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> or he had to quit. You know why he had to quit? No. Yeah, because he kept breaking the necks trying to kiss him. <laughs> I thought you meant quit line burgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, we had to quit. No, oh, he, no. Yeah, he, left. he left. He left for health reasons. <laughs> he had to quit the goats. Oh, no. Sheep, sheep. There's a difference. Sheep? Sheep. I thought it was goats. I don't know. What did he have sheep for? I don't know. Just, well, People in the mountains have goats. Oh, whatever. Not sheep. Are you sure? This isn't Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that probably does it. Thank you so much. No, my pleasure. Thank you for making me do it because I was not sure you I could do it. Not, uh, well, I actually had to trap you. I had to surprise you. Right. You thought this was going to be something P.O.D. Else. And I tried to figure it out. All oh, it party of the day. Yeah. Part I, of the day. Part of the plan. Duh plan. <laughs> I texted Tony and asked him uh, when I could get him on the pod. And he did not know what P.O.D. was. Well, like P.O.V., right? Point of view, is that what that is? POV, point of view. Right. Yeah. So I thought it was something like one of those things. I never, I see people and people all the time in their discussions and memes. I thought POD, party of the day. I'm, like, I'm taking notes all during lunch. This is what we're going to talk about. Think of something else. Well, I thought you meant like another day. I don't know if you today. 
<laughs> and then I just start following him home. Right, right. Uh, I'm coming to your house. We just had so lunch. What? what are you coming to my house for? <laughs> I'm setting up my equipment in your bedroom. <laughs> I got some video games to play. I got time for all that. All right. I'll let you get back to your video games. Right, thanks for everything. I appreciate it. I love you so much. I love you. And thanks for being such you're a great friend. You're the best. You know you're my oldest, dearest friend. God. Yep. And I'm going to love you forever. Yes. Forever and ever. Amen. And I like to do a shout out to uh, all those people who are still my friends through all the stuff we've been through. Right. Huh? You yeah. have a lot. I am very fortunate. Friends. You are. I feel lucky. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Or can I? How, do you, how do you wrap this up? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> now what happens? <laughs> do I turn this off or something? Turn it off. Well, I think we can agree that was pretty entertaining. You gotta love some Tony Jovi. You know, I'll let you in on a little secret. Dave Coleman was in the other room the whole time playing video games. I wanted to have him on. I just didn't have another microphone on me. But I'm gonna get all those guys together. Coleman, King, Dixon, Gildry, George Wirtz, we're coming for you. I wasn't sure if you quite caught when Tony called Bennigan's a fern restaurant, not to be confused with his dog fern. I think he actually meant fern bar. A fern bar was an upscale, preppy, yuppie bar that usually decorated with fixtures and furniture, like sofas and fake Tiffany lamps and things like that. And they were a popular meeting place for young singles. I read an article called The Fascinating History of 70s and 80s Fern Bars. It says that bars in the 1960s and 70s were often rough places and women could feel out of place and unsafe. So the fern bars featured homey decor that aimed to give a feel of like hanging out in a friend's living room. And the interior design often included live plants, especially ferns. We were wrong about Bennigan's being the first. It was actually TGI Fridays, which you know stands for Thank God It's Friday. And it came about in New York in 1965 by this guy, Alan Stillman, because he wanted to meet single women. So he opened a bar to do it. But unlike, you know, typical bars of the day, TGI Fridays focused on food as well as drinks, and it was almost an instant success. It was dimly lit, and it was meant to feel intimate and cozy, and you could share a drink at one of the small tables, and everyone looks great in soft light, right? It says every town had its local fern bar, but some of the more popular national chains were TGI's and Bennigan's, Ruby Tuesday's, Hula Hands and Applebee's. And it even talks a little bit more about Bennigan's. It says in 1988, the specialty cocktails were electric bananas, Caribbean smugglers, and a turbo margarita made with lime sherbet. I wish I'd known to ask Tony about those. One last thing I thought was a good little quote. It's a critique from a newspaper, and it says, And so the Fern Bar was born. It borrowed booze from bars, food from restaurants, and mating rituals from the 1950s high school dance, tossing it all in a blender full of trendy decor. Then in the 90s, there was a crackdown on drunk driving, so that was the death of the 25-cent well drinks and a lot of the two-for-ones. But I remember back in the day when Hawkeyes off the strip had animal hour. It was four for one. And then that crazy staircase to the second floor to see Scott Miller. It was like climbing a ladder on a treehouse. I'm really surprised no one ever fell and concussed themselves. Or if they did, they probably didn't feel it. So that's what a fern restaurant, fern bar is. 
I just didn't want you to be confused. And maybe you learned something. Well, I'm going to file that information under a little after-dinner segment I'm calling Honorable Mentions, a.k.a. the things that go through my head while my friend is talking and I don't want to interrupt them, or things I think of while I'm listening to our discussion and editing over and over and over and over. It's my first segment, y'all. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, the more I think about it, what is up with mentholated gold bond that seems kind of like a cruel trick on gold bonds part i mean don't they know where people put that stuff i wonder if there's a warning on the label of the mentholated one you think they're like tony sitting in the boardroom laughing at all those people screaming (laughs) if this truly is the fifth episode that you've been so generous to give your attention to you'll notice that i'm a quoter and a referencer Much to the point of annoyance to some. I wish I could say it would slighten, but it probably will only get worse. What can I say? It's a Popeye situation. I am what I am. See, there I go again. I wonder if you're going to start taking corners wide now, if you didn't already. It doesn't only go for restaurants and work situations. It works on the mean streets, too. You'll know what's on the other side of that corner a lot sooner if you go wide. How about that Prince reference Tony dropped? Did you catch it? I didn't at first. In through the outdoor, outdoor. He knows me so well. If you are listening in Gatlinburg, I bet you've got some tales. Tourists, am I right? If you feel like sharing with the world, I can help. Give me a call. I'll link below a place where you can leave a message. Feel free to be anonymous, change names, or leave them out altogether. I just want the meat. And that goes for anybody. Call in and tell me any crazy situations you've encountered while being tipped or giving a tip. And if you're looking for a job in the kitchen or a bartender or night servers, go by and see Tony. You don't have to be a hippie. Gosh, you just don't even know how much I appreciate you hanging out with us today. As Cousin Eddie says, it's nice. Real nice. Now you have a great rest of your day or night. And I'll drop a teaser next Tuesday to get you curious about our next friend. Until then, enjoy your week and do something to help someone else enjoy theirs. Like and subscribe, share and review. Bye.